Blog Talk Radio. Hey! Quiet on the set! It's IWS Radio, starring the IWS players, Guy on your dick, Slider Ballstock, Joshua, Bobby Craft, Reverend Moneymaker, Paul Pyatt, Dusty Sandman, Stubby Stonehenge, Featuring Canada's own Jamie Maple Leaf, along with special guest star Schmoop. <laughs> and now, straight from the bar, your hosts, Matt Man and J Man. Bam! Hola! And welcome to another exciting edition of IWS Radio, a.k.a. I'm with Stupid. This is the J-Man coming to you live from my luxurious studios here in Redneckville, Arkansas. And sitting right next to me, a few hundred miles to my north-northeast, the best comedic writer on the Internet. You probably haven't heard of him, though. He sees popularity as an insult to his artistic integrity. It's Matman, bitches. That man is definitely not a hack, and he's almost as sexy as Paul Pyatt. Cheers, greetings, and welcome to I'm With Stupid. This is the Madman, coming to you live from the Palatial Digs here in Bagwine, Ohio, where tomorrow our Torcon rating is a four. <laughs> How the hell are you, J-Man? <clears throat> Outstanding. I'm doing great. And unlike certain cheating bastards that play for the New York Yankees, I'm doing this show without the need for a foreign substance to improve my grip. (laughs) I've heard you have a really tight grip. (laughs) On everything except reality. (laughs) Uh Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's warm, it's humid, it's sticky out there today is here in God's is country. It close? You got some close air? Yeah, I got some close air going on. And uh, we have uh, the potential for uh, big storms this evening. I know. Hail, damaging winds, tornadoes. Because I, because I care, J-Man, I monitored, it, monitored the weather channel this morning. And I think you guys are like a five or a six on the torque yep. today. Could be, could be. <clears throat> Expecting widely scattered showers this afternoon and early evening. And, of course, that's when it hits, you know, that early evening. Yep. That's when things get dangerous. Just about the time Jeopardy comes on on weekdays is <clears throat> the time things could get dangerous in the spring. Usually they get dangerous up here in Bagwine around 10 till 9 in the evening when I'm walking out to <laughs> tackle the metallic ice cooler and put the locks on it and stuff and the lights uh-huh. are flying. Right. <laughs> well, it makes it more exciting, more of a challenge. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. So we have a big week. Anything exciting happen this week, Matt? Anything we need Nothing. to know about? Well, 
no, not really. Pretty bland week. Did have a little excitement at the beer mine on Friday, Jay, man. Well, thank goodness. <clears throat> Happened about <clears throat> 5.40 p.m. Friday evening. You know, we have these um, contractors messing up the roads and kind of slowing down business at the beer mine as they're mm-hmm. replacing gas lines as they have been for two months now. Is this on the Burnett or Elmore Road? Oh, the whole neighborhood. All the streets oh, okay. back there. Yeah. Well, about 540, I'm in the, the the beer mine office. I don't know what I was doing, counting change or something. And I hear a horn blowing. And it keeps blowing. And it keeps blowing. And it keeps blowing. And I finally said, what the hell is this? So I walk out there. And in the entrance of the drive-thru, halfway through, not quite halfway, is one of the dump trucks owned by the contractors who we hate, who are putting in the gas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I walk up and I said, what the hell's going on? Well, he's in a dump truck with a water tank in the bed of said dump truck. And he wants to know if his truck is going to clear it, the entrance. <laughs> Which I said, Jay, mm-hmm. man, hmm, I don't know. Well, can't you look? He said, and I said, I'm looking, but I can't tell. Maybe you should have thought about this before you pulled halfway in. <laughs> well, what... What actually would have stopped him from, you know, getting out of the truck himself and looking? Or, Jay, man, just parking alongside of the building and coming up. But, you know, this is getting complicated now. Park on the well, side of the building? No, he didn't want to get out. That's what it is. Well, the thing so much is, effort. the passenger... He kind of stuck his head out the window and said, oh, you got plenty of room. To which the driver said to me, in anger, see, that's all you had to tell me. I said, (laughs) well, if it was me, I would have figured this out before I pulled in. Well, I got to straighten up now. So he had to back out a little bit, and he banged his side view mirror. Then he got straightened Uh up, and he came through the drive-thru, and as he's He's not getting anything. He's driving straight through, and he said, I'm going to Speedway, you asshole. <laughs> to which I said, that's probably best. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then about five minutes later, J-Man, I'm out front smoking, and they're coming back from their trip to Speedway. <laughs> They're coming back from their trip to Speedway, and as they're passing the beer mine to turn the corner at Elmore and Burnett, which the beer mine is conveniently located, he called me a mother. Shut your mouth! My goodness. To which I screamed back, I'll pass your sentiments along to our CEO. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh huh. Was there any nonverbal communication involved in this? You know, a little flipping of the bird. Yeah, they did. Like I did. At the same time? 
No, you uh, was. Kind of, too classy. No, for I that. smoked my cigarette. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the excitement Friday night. Well, that's just fantastic. That's only happened once before, and I did the same thing. Only this time it was a woman. It was a late night, I'd say three years ago. She's in a pickup truck, and she's hauling a refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, people are, you know, people are stupid. Well, not only stupid, just lazy, too. But yeah. we like lazy. Laziness keeps the beer mine afloat. Pretty much. Especially Shout when out to they... the folks in the... Oh. No, go ahead. Shout out to the folks in the chat room. Yep. Got a few people have wandered in. Guests in there. Yep. And... Matt oh, Man, I know our favorite favorite Canadians in that chat room. I know the lovely Miss Jamie. I could oh. I could sense her presence because certain parts of me were right. tingling. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of waving in the wind like a maple leaf. <laughs> And just a little reminder, you guessed in there, you'd like to participate in the chat room, all you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com and register. It's free, fast, and easy, just like your host. That's right. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Any big, and any, another shout-out. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, another shout-out. Yesterday was uh, my sister's birthday. So happy birthday to Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a little. Uh, she had a little incident Uh-oh. this week up there Uh-oh. in the uh, in the fine, upstanding midwestern town of Omaha, Nebraska. She uh, Friday morning got up, minding her own business as always being a decent, productive member of society. Took her uh, her little dogs, Cosette and Lucy, out to Lake mm-hmm. Zarensky so they could frolic and enjoy the, the wonderful spring weather, you know, and chase some squirrels, and, you know, that type of stuff. And she gets back up to the parking lot, and some asshole smashed the window of her car and rummaged through it and found her purse. Oh, man. Mother. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, it's always got to be some shitbag out there. Yep. Ruin people's fun. Ter- He's a terrorist, Matt. Terrorist. Oh, I know. So, uh, luckily she had uh, her phone with her, so he didn't get that. Of course, she had her car keys and stuff with her. They didn't get that. Right. Did get some cash, debit card, credit cards, her Kindle. Oh my God! So uh, anyway, so she, she had to, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. She had to real quick, you know, call the credit card people, call the bank, get that stuff 
canceled, so they couldn't use it. Although right. they did use the they did use the credit card for a one dollar purchase at Bucky's. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> That's a convenience store, some <laughs> sort. Would they yeah. buy a black and mild or maybe a Swisher? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I I'm guess all too familiar with to... those purchases. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were checking to see if they could use the card, and then they were going to go get something big, but she beat them to it. She got it canceled. Uh-huh. So ruined their day for them like she like they did for her. Yep. So, anyway. And, of course, you know, I told her that uh, the perfect punishment for this guy is to make him sit down there and read all the Jane Austen crap that's on her Kindle. <laughs> that's very good. Uh-huh. You're a good man, trying to make light out of a bad situation. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to keep people, you know, from getting too upset. Anyway, so she changed all the locks of the house and all that stuff, so. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, things happen sometimes, but man, asshole. (laughs) Or perhaps maybe she just wanted a new Kindle, and she staged the whole thing so she could get one for her birthday. (laughs) Uh Yeah, well, maybe. Well, she got, you know, she got gift gift cards to Amazon for her Uh birthday, so she can apply that to her new Kindle Paperwhite. Yeah. Uh-huh. Always something nefarious could be going on. You never know. That's right. Uh-huh. <coughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe she needed a little attention. <laughs> yeah. You know how girls are. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, Al, her husband, is in Chicago this weekend, so, you know, really? leave me for a weekend, will you, buddy? <laughs> Smash. <laughs> On my birthday, no less. On my birthday, no women are conniving. <laughs> they are. They're slicksters. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Maybe when the dogs did it. As that could be. They are well trained, aren't they? <laughs> They're a French breed. Ooh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Do they bark funny? <laughs> well, well, they kind they of. don't bark, do they? They barquet. <laughs> they barquet. <laughs> well, actually, they're hound dogs, so they bay a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but one of them does have a, a kind of a raspy, funny smoker's bark <laughs> that you would expect from the French. <laughs> <laughs> This is good shit right here. We're off to a good start. Yes, we are. <laughs> <coughs> hey, it's a good thing because Ron, Ron Rex is in the room. <laughs> sure as hell is. Yeah. I'll right. tell you one thing. We as, talking about women, J Man. <clears throat> this hot woman came through the drive-through last night. I've never seen her before. <clears throat> She was, oh, God, she was so hot. She gave, her name's Miranda, J-Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask her for uh-huh. her name, but I looked at, I 
took it <laughs> off her debit card that she gave me. Uh huh. Not that I write these things down and then try to see if they have a Facebook page. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because that'd be no. That would that'd be, be creepy. That would be creepy. That would be creepy. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially because she was like, you know, probably twenty years younger than me at least. And I wouldn't do that, but. Yeah, thanks uh-huh. for coming through, Miranda. Does she have a Facebook page? <laughs> Not that I could find. Oh, damn. Yeah, and as <laughs> as Ron Reck asked, is her last name Wright? Because I'd like to read her, my Miranda Wright. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I've never done that. That'd be... Yeah. <clears throat> when, I was in, uh, when I was in college, I had a, a roommate that worked at 7-Eleven. And uh, these hot sorority girls would come in. And, of course, you know, those girls, they'd write a check for, you know, bubble gum, 30 cents or whatever. Right. And uh, he would take their, he'd take their name and number off their uh, an address off the check and <laughs> call them. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Frankie. <laughs> hey, I work at the 7-Eleven. He was just probably following up, getting a little customer service feedback. <laughs> Were you satisfied with that double mint bubble gum you got the other night? Exactly. Was it fresh? Did I hand it to you in a pleasant fashion? <laughs> On a scale of one to five, how would you rate your experience at Seven Eleven? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Did you enjoy having a native English-speaking cashier working the <laughs> overnight shift. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. What a weirdo. <clears throat> Glad I'm not like that. No. Not at all. All right. Anything else happen this week? No, nothing really. Pretty bland. Yeah. The same old, same old. Still digging a bigger hole across the street. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, uh, you weren't asked anything that made you say, Oh, don't make me do this. Oh, this is too hard. (laughs) No, I wasn't. However, okay. man, you do bring up something. Thursday, the BFF, PSGF, Schmoop, and her brother are bandying about the town. Mm-hmm. Going to the banks, going to the beer mine. Not going to the grocery because you can't go to the grocery on Thursday, I guess. That was a one-time thing. Well, you know what else you can't do on a Thursday, J-Man, while you're driving around town? What's that? You can't put air in an extremely low tire. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's the darndest thing. I didn't know that was a rule. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of of cities have quirky little laws. (laughs) Uh, Well, I know. And even better than that, I guess the law was expanded sometime in 2007 or something, some codicil. (laughs) You don't tell the guy who could fill it up. Um, You don't tell me that it's low until he's going to work on Friday. 
and he's running late. Mm-hmm. And then you get to work, because I never checked the passenger side front tire, because I'm not on that side. And then I get to work, and wow, it's got about 11 pounds PSI in it. Ooh, dangerously low. Yeah. Well, according Thursday, it was just a little low, I guess. Just like the <clears throat> yeah. Down. It was probably, it probably still had 13 pounds. Yeah, Perfectly acceptable. Take so Friday, as I was spreading the whole time, hoping it would stay inflated, I moved it around to follow the sun, hoping the air would give it a little, <laughs> the sun would give it a little pound or two until I could take it down to the gas station when I got off. <laughs> now that's getting all scientific on it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping the sun on the tire so it stays inflated. Uh-huh. Did you make it? I made it, and then I put my quarter in the machine because, you know, there's no such thing as free air anymore. Hell no. You're not going to be in the air. And I got it right to 32 pounds PSI. I like saying that, PSI. Well done. Now, have you checked it since then? Is it maintaining? Yeah, it it appeared so yesterday. No. Of course, Schmoop's going to take it out. Schmoop's going to take it out later today, and if it's low, I won't hear about it until tomorrow. Right. Yeah, she'll let you know on your way to work tomorrow if it exactly. if it's low, because you know you might have a uh, a slow leak. Yes. So watch out for those. Somebody threw a little thumbtack behind your tire or something. Probably those. Construction guys on Elmore and Burnett Roads are to blame for this. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's funny you say that. And, you know, drive by Mikey, who is just all apoplectic <laughs> about these guys. <laughs> the owner of the drive by, the owner of the beer mine, conveniently located at Elmore and Burnett. When he first opened some twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. You know, there's a pizza place across from us. Mm-hmm. And he was nice about it. He's got a side lot. He said, as long as, you know, your customers don't block it, you can park there, the overflow. But then they started leaving trash and stuff, and he was getting upset. So what he would used to do, what he used to do to some of these cars, he would get into their um, air valve and put the tiniest little pebble in there so it would be seeping. And four days later, they would have a flat tire. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's clever. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, I've known women who have, uh, you know, you know how passive-aggressive women can be. I've known uh-huh. women who... Uh, you know, go out to get in their car in the morning. And their <clears throat> husband doesn't have to leave as early, so she every day takes a little pen and <laughs> takes some air out of his tire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that by the end of the that week, happened. he'd have to air it up. <clears throat> that happened to me one time, Jay, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Old Janet, I don't know what I did that time, but. <laughs> my brother and I went down to a bar downtown one Saturday evening 
come out. All four tires are flat. <laughs> the most All four of them. All four of them. <clears throat> Were they slashed, or did she just let the air out? Let all the air out. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't have to be replaced. No, I just had to spend like, what, 20 bucks on four cans of fix-a-flat, which we had to walk and get. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, you don't have service stations in Bagwine that'll let you take a air tank and go down and air your tires up? Good Lord, no. Oh, we do. Oh, that's fine. Oh, hell yeah. Herald Super Service. If we have that here bag wine, the people will grab the air tank would somehow turn it into a meth factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do it at Herald Super Service. You've got a tank they'll let you borrow, and so does Beeler's Tire. Good, decent American people right there. Well, that's okay, because... First of May, we have a we have a mechanic shop opening up next to us. I'll drive by, rent it out again. He's going to give it another try. Another mechanic? Is it, is it a, a different mechanic? Yeah, it's a different mechanic. Same guy again? No. Oh, right. oh God, no. <laughs> I think the other guy, the last guy, he's working on state trucks down at Chillicothe Correctional Institute. Oh, well, you know, he's doing well then. <laughs> yeah. Got three, got three square meals life. a day. Yeah, three, three square, square meals a day. Yeah. Nice state, place to state stay. State health insurance. Probably makes 13 benefits. bucks a day. State health insurance benefits. He's all right. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's all right. No, the all new right guy, then. his name's Bill, and he's he owns the Monkey Wrench Garage. That's the name of it. <clears throat> How cool. much time did you spend on that, huh? Boy, I don't know. <laughs> Probably about as much time as he has spent over the last two months trying to move in. Uh-huh. He doesn't get worked up about things. Well, that's who I want to take my car to, a guy who's just going to take his time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you got the – let's say you're a teacher – you got the summer off, Bill's your go-to guy if you need car repair. Right. Yeah. Take it in on Monday, get it back the next week, something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's like Charles Emerson Winchester Third. I do one thing, I do it well, and then I move on to the next. Exactly. Right. Speaking of Charles Emerson Winchester, he's kind of a pretentious dude. Yes, he is. I don't like pretentious. No. Snooty, rich bastards mm-hmm. look down on everyone. Yeah. Not my kind of people. No. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of those people or hip, hipsters or hippies or hacks. Yeah. Hippies, you know, a little, eh, most hippies, no, but, you know, some of those free love hippie chicks, I can, uh, I can can get with that. (laughs) And that's what we're talking about today, folks. So if you'd like to call in and on the IWS hotline and discuss hipsters, hippies and hacks, 
you can call in at 661-244-9852. And as I told you, J-Man, I think there's two different kinds of hippies. Mm-hmm. One kind I kind of like, you know, they just smoke their pot or whatever, just lay back all nice, listening to music and stuff. And then you got the others who kind of combine their hippieism with their hipsterism and they're all green and whatnot. <clears throat> Want you to recycle every damn thing. Ugh. Uh-huh. Want eat organic all the time. Yep. All natural. Mm-hmm. Vegans. Vegans. Oof. Oh God. Yeah. <clears throat> Those people. When I was in college we used to have, we had the uh the yuppie hippies. The yippies. The yippies, yeah. The, the, you'd see them standing there. They'd have a tie-dye shirt and wear Birkenstocks and have long hair. Mm-hmm. But they drove Corvettes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was not impressed with their, uh, their, their little foray <laughs> into the counterculture during college years. And they would and buy the hummus with them. And they would buy their hummus with an American Express card. (laughs) Platinum. (laughs) Uh Yeah. So if you want to talk about that or really just any kind of people that, you know, that annoy you, the the marathon runners, the fun police, the know-it-alls, the Mac versus PC crowd. The Cliven Bundys of this world. Cliven Bundys, Donald Sterlings of this world. Mm-hmm. The reason we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jamie. Although, I guess Cliven Bundy right now is, is probably uh, thanking Donald Sterling. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, in fact, if if, if Cliven Bundy was smart, and he's not, he would be saying, you know, right right now is a perfect time for me to just shut up and go away and let Donald Sterling take all the heat. Well, J-Man, he can't. I knew and it. you know why? Because there's breaking news, J-Man. Oh, dear. This is Gretchen Carlson with breaking news. Fox News has learned that late last week, Cliven Bundy was kicked out of a cancer hospital for cows with cancer in South Carolina. (laughs) Trying to uh, improve his image. Yeah. Trying to fix himself, fix his image. And uh, people aren't having it. And uh, our buddy Ron Reck left. Left the chat room. Oh. Damn. That's sad. Seemed like a nice enough guy. He does a show about all natural, vegan, no GMO stuff. I don't know. Maybe we uh, maybe we said something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I was hoping he could stay around for our... Uh... You know, because we're open, we even hired a vegan. 
so. You're right. We have vegan yeah, force. Yeah, broccoli's going to be coming up. Right. Look, we don't we don't judge here. No. We don't judge. We're we are. This is the most accepting show you'll find on, on BTR. Far more accepting than certain other shows that, for some unknown reason, might be slightly ahead of us in the ratings. <clears throat> I actually listened, even though you beseeched me not to. <laughs> and you were correct. You were correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the schmoops, All back in the schmoops All and back I in sat day. through about the schmoopster and I sat through about six minutes of that. <laughs> All I can do is warn you, buddy. That, you know, after that. Well, I appreciate it. You're you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you warned me, I wore my Kevlar vest prior to uh-huh. hitting play. You're as you're asbestos underwear. Yes. How oh, funny you mention asbestos. That'll be coming up later as well. <laughs> well, see, it's it's as if we planned this shit, man. That's unbelievable. Oh my god, we're brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we are. We are. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. There was a. Uh, Last week, uh, for those of you who are listening, and that's probably all of you, and uh, we had uh, our good friend, the Reverend Moneymaker, came on to help us celebrate Easter, mm-hmm. and uh, turned out uh, Reverend Moneymaker had uh, gotten into the uh, the sacramental wine a little bit. Yes. And uh, to his surprise and mine, got a little negative response to that from some people. Mm-mm-mm. Some people questioning whether that was appropriate for a reverend to be doing. Yeah. So uh tell you what happened was uh he uh he popped open another bottle of wine and, and uh responded. Huh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so take it away, Reverend. Hello again. Friends, and as it turns out, frenemies. Reverend Moneymaker here again with a a special edition of Better Know Your Bible for IWS Radio. For you regular listeners out there, and there's so many of you probably heard me last week during IWS's glorious celebration of, of Easter talking a little a little openly and making myself a little bit uh, uh, vulnerable. I was surprised that I, 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 I got negative feedback for my openness and honest honesty, this this disappoints me. A few people thought it was inappropriate for 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 me to be publicly vulnerable and drunk. To them, I, I say I'm so, I'm sorry. And I, I'm sorry you 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 feel that I I let you down, but uh, 
to be honest with you, I'm drunk again. So I guess I'm really not not sorry. You, you see, holding people to a, a higher standard than you hold yourself isn't isn't acceptable. How dare you to demand perfection for for me? At all times, but not you yourself. Hypocrite. Because you, you know, in, in Matthew 7, 1 and 2, we're reminded, judge not, that you, 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 be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you, you will be judged. And with with the measure you use, it will be measured to, to you, to you. So, yes, I ha- had some wine last week and let, let my guard down a bit. And, and yes, I've had a... a crisis of faith a couple of times in my life, but so have you. Who hasn't? That's because I'm reverent doesn't mean that I'm not human. If you trick me, will I not bleed? If you tickle me, do I not laugh? If you poison me, do I not die? If you wrong me, shall I not Revenge. Let us not forget that in Luke, Luke, I am your father. Luke, Luke 6.37. We're told, judge not and you, you will not be judged. Condemn not and you, you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you, you will be forgiven. I'm not here to judge or be judged. I'm I'm just here to help you and me together on our hour journey of faith in the Lord. So yes, I drink a little wine from time to time. It's not really a big scandal. It's not hurtful. It's not dangerous. Jesus drank wine. He was okay. Everybody loved him. Well, just don't get carried away with the fake outrage. I'm just a human being, just just like you. So I want to thank uh, Matt Man and Jay Man, my buddies, for giving me this opportunity to 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 clear the air a bit and spread the good word to their vast and diverse, oh, so vast, worldwide audience. 
God bless. Hi, this is Jesse Ferg, and when I'm not yelling penis in a crowded church, I'm listening to I'm With Stupid. Was that over the line? No, I didn't think so. That was beautiful. It, well, it was. <clears throat> I hope he doesn't end up in the Lindsay Lohan suite at the Betty Ford Clinic, though. He's got a trend going on, J-Man. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have Rick Warren talk to him next week. <laughs> oh, God, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. We had a couple more people wandering to the chat room. I saw Hi. that. I, How that you guys one do? Sec- one sexy-looking <laughs> chat room right there. That's right. And hey, those phone lines are open. As they always are at 661-244-9852. That's right. Call us we're, up, trying to get four, we're trying to get 400,000 <laughs> listeners today, J-Man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And we're trying to uh, leapfrog somebody in the ratings here. And you know... Well, pretty strong ratings. It's pretty strong numbers, but the way they do the uh, the ratings, there's a formula there, and it includes live listeners and callers. Callers, callers are helpful. Yeah. And sure, we can call we can call every embassy in the world, but a call <laughs> from you would be more important. That's Which right. we, we hey man, <laughs> we could we could do the embassy call show one day. Yeah, we, actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we could call embassies. We could call the Bunny Ranch. Mm-hmm. We have options here, people, but we'd rather talk to you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, did you see the pretty big? Sad. It's pretty sad when the in the last few weeks the best call we've had is one we made, and we talked to Katie at Taco Bell in Bagwine, Ohio. Sweet, sweet Katie at Taco oh, Bell. Oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah. We would call her back, but, you know, that would just be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see the big uh, Joan Rivers scandal this week, Matt? No. Oh, Joan stepped in it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Did this happen See, on a yeah. Thursday? Because if it happened on Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> I know why I missed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it happened early in the week. She made a comment. She's got, well, you know, she's got a uh, a uh, podcast or vidcast on uh, YouTube, yeah. In Bed with Joan. Right. And she was right. joking about the how small the room is and that it's, it, she said that it's smaller than the room that those two women were held captive in in Ohio or something like that. Oh, God. Well, the, the fake outrage machine went full force immediately. How dare she? Uh-huh. And, the, and the two women demanded apologies. Did they and, also demand uh, reparations? And currently, it's just apologies. Oh, okay. 
And Joan replied with, Oh, God. Lighten up, Francis. (laughs) (laughs) When asked if she should apologize, she said no. And she said, really, you know, they got free room and rent for a decade. (laughs) Oh, God. That's pretty quick for an old lady. Yeah. And then she yeah. said, you know, they're fine. They're home. They're not in the psych ward. You know, they got book deals. Exactly. They're fine. Yeah. And then she said that the TV they were given must not have gotten Saturday Night Live. actually being nice because if I had thought about what she said the day after this thing happened, I would have been on it immediately. At least Joan waited. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's that was uh you know I I I appreciate Joan not apologizing. I think she did the right thing there. No, I agree. Stand up. Got to stand up to this and just say, look, I'm a comedian. Oh, sure, maybe I'm a hack, but I'm a comedian. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, that's what comedians do, even if they are, say. See, see, there's no reason. See, Jeff Dunham doesn't have to apologize for his racist Ahmed the terrorist puppet. Right. He just has to apologize Wait. for being a hack. And not being he funny. needs to apologize for being not very funny. Right. Right. But the puppet itself, he doesn't really have to apologize for, even though it is a general rule if you use props or uh, uh, a ventriloquist, then you are a hack. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some people out there who disagree with that. I totally agree with it. I think you and I have talked about this before. And I've talked about it with my son before. Well, you know, in the past. When he uh, talked to you, yeah. Yeah. I said, anyone who uses props or anything, they're not funny. They can't do it on their own. Right. Mike Gallagher. (laughs) Mike Gallagher, Carrot Top, all the ventriloquists out there. And if you have to, uh, if you have to just like, overnight suddenly become the opposite of what you were in terms of your political humor, you're a hack, Dennis. Oh, God, yes. Yep. You know, and if you're just plugging along on the club circuit, you know, having to play at, you know, the funny bone in Des Moines and just barely (laughs) getting by, and then all of a sudden you come up with a, you might be a redneck if stick, the next thing you know you're playing at theaters, you're a hack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or if you were on <coughs> SNL and then you became a Fox News contributor for a while and then you had your own radio show like Joe Piscopo, even though you hack. changed, you were, you were probably never funny to begin with, right. which he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than in Johnny Dangerously. But. Well, okay. Yeah, he gets That's a all pass be- on that. Right, but that's all because of Michael Keaton, not because of him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you uh, if you were on Saturday Night Live for a long time, and then you aren't going to make it in comedy movies, and you don't want to go back out on the road, so you just run for the Senate in Minnesota. You're a hack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. If you can't do it as a comedian, so you put on a uh, a shirt with the sleeves cut off and you come up with a fake redneck accent and say, get her done all the time, then you're a mm-hmm. hack. <laughs> yep. But you get, you get to uh, probably headline, if there was one, at the Phil Robertson Support Festival. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. And this one this one's gonna upset a few people, but if you know, if you're in the fifties and you're worth a half a billion dollars because of your sitcom and you're still out there saying, What's the deal? Then uh you're probably a hack. <laughs> Are you talking about our Jewish colleague? <laughs> Our friend and colleague, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. You know what, Jay? I never thought of him as a good comedian. No. Yeah. So that doesn't upset me. I just, his show's funnier now. But as a comedian, yeah. yeah. I could take yeah. him or leave him. Yeah. He was, he was I, I liked him back in the day, but right now he's just not, not funny. He lost his fastball, Matt. Did he? <laughs> Yeah, he did. I haven't even seen him in years. Yeah. Then you got all your yeah. alt comics. You know, your your Jim Gaffigans of the world out there. Oh, God. Who, uh, who can only play New York or L.A. because nobody else gets him. He's so much smarter That's than everybody. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> That's one of the great defense mechanisms. Make a joke, somebody doesn't get it, you just say, well, I guess you're just not smart enough to get it. I'm too intellectual for you. And then on the opposite end of things, one Mr. Rodney Dangerfield could go and tell jokes anywhere, and he would be funny. He's the goat. Man, greatest of all time. (laughs) Or one of them, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the thing about it is, I mean, he, he became Rodney Dangerfield. He he, he didn't just, he we didn't just do the uh, I get no respect stick on stage, man. He was Rodney Dangerfield 24-7. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he became that guy. Well, <laughs> you know, make sure you don't mess it up that way. That's right. Oh, hell, I'm the same way, Jay, man. Anytime the phone rings and I answer, I answer it like, I'm that man, bitch. Who's this? That's that's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> While you're sitting there in your uh, velour smoking jacket <laughs> and leather house shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretentiously <laughs> reading some, you know. 795-page novel. No, no, no. I don't have that attention span. I just read The New Yorker. 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't even read the New Yorker. I just check their culture blog in my feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm just kidding, of course. You know, usually, Jay, man, I just sit around sometimes, talk to uh, one Paul Pyatt. Wow, who wouldn't? He's a deep, 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 thoughtful man. He is. He's got a problem with hacks too, only of the of the literary kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a little something to say about that. Poetry and such with Paul Pyatt. Gentle and heartfelt greetings to all of you discerning drinkers of the warm and aromatic coffee of life. That is IWS Radio. Renowned poet and IWS literary editor, Paul Pyatt here, bringing you some of today's finest in the world of poetry, prose, and people. Today, during our journey along the solid boulevard of words made magical, and life's pentameters made iambic, I offer unto you a poem by yours truly, Paul Pyatt, from my forthcoming book, Singles Night at Shoney's. Here is Habitually Hacking. Maya Angelou, if that's your real name, your poetry sucks in spite of your fame. I know why the caged bird sings his song. It's better than listening to your poetry that's so awful, so wrong. Ernest Hemingway, he kept it so minimal for monosyllabic writing, he is forever the symbol. He wrote in staccato, like an axe chopping wood. Dick went in. Dick felt good. Rene Descartes, a genius, so they say. His sentences run on longer than the length of a day. And hey, Bill Shakespeare, what about Christopher Marlowe? From his writings, did you steal, or did you simply borrow? My list of hacks could go on and go on forever, but criticism is not my bag. Good writing is my endeavor. Habitually hacking by yours truly. And for now, as I travel the road less traveled, You're listening to I'm With Stupid on the BTR Network. Hmm. Paul's got a little edge to him this week. He does have a little edge to him. Yeah. I think he was bristling a bit while he was uh, reading that one. A few leaves of anger steeping in that tea yeah. bag of light. <clears throat> yeah, he was uh, he was steaming a bit. Yes. Understandably so. Oh yeah. 
you know. Maya um, Angelou. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. What is it? Marguerite yeah. Johnson. Come on. Yeah. Stamps, Arkansas, for God's sake. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody from Arkansas claiming to be a great writer. Give me a break. <laughs> we won't have that. Yeah. And her, her great nephew, Jermaine Angelo. <laughs> uh-huh. Give me a break, man. And then she was a cabaret dancer and a singer. A floozy is what she is. <laughs> Jesus. Not that we have a problem with floozies. No. No, we love floozies. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know we're, why the cage bird good with that. You know why the cage bird sings, J Man? Because she was dancing one in one in the sixties. That's why it sings. Uh-huh. <laughs> no oh, cage dancers. Kinda of hot. Some of them are, but not. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's uh, raining here in Redneckville now. Is it really? Let everybody know. It's not yeah. storming, is it? Is it storming? Well, I heard a, little, heard a little thunder off in the distance. Oh, boy. This can't be Let's good. Let's see what the old radar looks like. Oh, yeah. I see a little red spot. You got a big one coming? Making, making it. It's not particular. Not all that big. That's what she said. Yeah. But it is uh, moving in a uh, Uh-oh, more Jay Man. Sorry to interrupt your weather report. No, it's okay. But we have just found out that the studio audience has just gone to bed. <laughs> yeah, are you letting me know that there will be no pee break with Schmoop this week? No, <laughs> there might be. I, um, hold on, J-Man. <laughs> Developments are fast and furious here. <laughs> The studio audience has come back out of the bedroom informing me ah. that she was just trying to settle Corky down so she doesn't make ah. a lot of noise. Ah. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. the help. That's good help right there. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice to do that. As long as you don't that, need so. a tire filled with air, that's pretty good help right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as she doesn't have to scold anybody with a little... Hey, quiet on the set. Exactly. As long as we don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think the studio audience is getting ready to cry again like last week. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. Well, you, know how that, you know how that just tears me up. I know. <laughs> if, if we do a pee break later, you better be gentle this week. Oh, I will, I'm always gentle and thoughtful and considerate. It's uh, some of my best and worst qualities. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. yeah. I know the feeling. Uh-huh. I try to be gentle and understanding for 14 years. Uh-huh. <sighs> doesn't pay, does it? 
No. When you get, you really get nothing but end. heartache and a kid who doesn't want to see you. Yeah. <sighs> I did <laughs> You know what we need to do? Since what it's, do uh, we need to we're, do? We're just, we're just barely into the second hour here, and those phone lines yep. are still just sitting wide open. As they always are at 661-244-9852. And while people are thinking about calling in and working up the nerve to call <laughs> in and talk to us and our vast and diverse worldwide audience, and give Let's it, enjoy get a us little. over that 400,000 listen hump. Get, yeah, get us over the hump, baby. Uh, let's listen to a little uh, uplifting and positive message music from our friend Aunt Jackie. All right. Another classic from Aunt Jackie. All right.
don't really care about your sister. Forget the bitch, because I already kissed her. One thing I did to your old lady, I put her on the bed and she didn't say maybe. I know you know, everybody knows the way it comes, the way it's going to go. You think it's sad, well that's too bad, because I'm having a ball. Hey, every little thing about you. Everything about you. Everything about I get sick when I'm around I can't stand to be around I hate everything about you. All right. There you go. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah. That's what we're I all told about. That, yeah. Well, Jackie said that she uh, had some uh, good times this weekend. Really? I told her she was free to call in and give us a few details if she wanted. <laughs> but apparently not. Maybe Maybe she's still in bed. Ooh, maybe she had to take a little nap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breaking news, Matt. Oh, boy. Where the hell is it? <laughs> Breaking news. Courtney. On Twitter, who goes by, oh, Courtney No, received a five-star Tweet of the Day trophy. Excellent. For, for this tweet right here. Can't wait. I've, I've been to a lot of secondhand stores and have never found a Raspberry Beret. Prince is full of shit. You know, I almost unfollowed Courtney one day, even though she's my fellow Arkansan, lives just down the road from me a bit. And I was all prepared to do so, and then she posted a picture of herself to (laughs) Twitter. And I said, ooh, look at those legs. I think I'll just keep following her for a while. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not sexist at all. (laughs) No, no, no. You just like her writing. You like her tweets. She's clever. She's smart. She's got a great personality. Exactly. These are the things I like. She wears the, uh, she wears a really, oh, God, sexy pair of glasses. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice girl. Sweet girl. Good people. Yeah. A A friend to everyone. She likes puppies. She's kind of the opposite of Clive and Bundy and Donald Sterling. To be honest with you. Now, that's not fair. That's not fair that you say that because Cliven's got another side of him, J-Man. Oh, he does. 
Yeah. Aside and that even Sean Hannity hasn't shown us yet, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, and he's very appreciative that we opened up our forum just for him. Hi, y'all. Rancher and <laughs> demonized American patriot, Cliven Bundy here. And I have a few thoughts to impart. First of all, I want to thank Jay and Matt for allowing me to get my side of the story out about this nonsense of the illegal federal government throwing me and my cattle off of land that I don't own and charging me for grazing fees that I duly owe said illegal government but refuse to pay. See what I mean? I thought you did. It's an outrage, and thanks for having my back. Since this brutal attack on me by federal forces, you and fine folks like Sean Hannity have had my back. But the leftists in the lamestream media have been feasting plateful by plateful from the chuck wagon of me, Cliven Bundy. The left-wing media went as far to quote me as saying, I want to tell you one more thing I know about the Negro. And because they were basically on government subsidy, what do they do now? They abort their young children. They put their young men in jail because they never learned how to pick cotton. I cannot believe that they would quote me as saying that, even though I did. But let me tell you. This illegal federal government subsidizes Negroes to the hilt. The Negroes get free food, free place to live. Kind of like my cattle, only different. Because <coughs> Negroes are Negroes. And I'm millionaire, Cliven Bundy, who refuses to pay the government anything for my grazing rights subsidy, which I won't because those issuing the fees are members of a corrupt and illegal government. Do you understand where I'm going with this, folks? I thought you would. I am a citizen of this country, but Negroes? Just like the millions of illegal Mexicans who are in this country, every Negro in this country is illegal as well. I mean, think about it. How many Liberians, Sierra Leonese, or Chad Wayneans, or whatever, brought here from Africa, filled out any paperwork, or passed a citizenship test prior to coming over here on a slave ship? I reckon none. It's a good thing that the illegal Negroes and the illegal Mexicans hate each other. Because they could swamp us white folk over like quicksand in a mud pit. But that mutual hate they have may be changing. I hear that the Mexicans down in Mexico brewing beer are now brewing a beer called Negro Modelo. What's next? Taco Bell will be offering watermelon tacos and black eyed pea burritos. And Popeye's chicken, will they be serving up collard greens loco and catfish enchiladas 
What in the hell is this country coming to? It's coming to the end of whiteness as we know it. That's what. So, before it happens, make sure you sow your oats, neuter your pets, and get your chickens out of the bathtub before the colored man takes over. For IWS Radio, this is rancher and demonized American patriot Clive and Bundy saying, Happy Trails to you. Hi, y'all. Paula Dean here. When I'm not making fun of jigaboos and scarfing down entire tubs of Lando Lake's creamy sweet spread, I listen to IWS Radio on the BTR Network. Now, pass me the gravy, boy. Oh, man. He makes us... He makes a strong case there, J-Man. <laughs> you know, I think he does. Somewhere Those in black there. black people, they didn't come here legally. I don't yeah. see any paperwork. Never thought of it. Never thought of it that way. But, you know, you you can't find them at the uh, Ellis Island. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Registry, can you? Nope. Hell no. Hell no, you won't. They just, no, they just all washed up on the shore. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> you know, it, actually, one of the things about Clive and Bundy got me to thinking is you just don't know too many people with last name Bundy that you're going to like. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of it. You know, there's Kelly Bundy, like her, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and yeah. And then Peggy Bundy. <laughs> and then yeah. Peggy Bundy. Yeah, like her. Al Bundy's Okay. <laughs> You know, he's he's got some problems, but he's all right. But then, you know, Bud Bundy's a douche. Clive and Bundy's yeah. a raging racist. And, of course, Ted Bundy is a serial killing that. maniac. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're yeah. related. And I'd, <clears throat> well, I admit there's a pretty good gap between, you know, Cliven and Ted. But if Cliven doesn't stop going on TV, that gap is going to close rapidly. <laughs> You see, it's Clive's daughter went all after Sean Hannity yesterday. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, it was outrageous. Oh, oh, totally outrageous. And you and I know that this is not the case at all because we're not this way either. She says that Sean is in this only for the ratings. What? I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's in it for, just like you and me, he's in it for truth, justice, and the American way. Listen, Miss Bundy. Sean Hannity <laughs> is not in this for the ratings. There you go. No, I think I, no. I think I set that straight right now. I think you put that to oh, rest. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> we got your back, Sean. <laughs> our colleague our colleague our friend <laughs> oh man oh, Clive. you know the funny thing about this about Clive and Bundy is you know all of these conservatives out there 
you know, they immediately have to run for the tall grass when he announces that he has some thoughts on the Negro. <laughs> but a lot of them are still trying to, you know, trying to thread that needle. Well, you know, sure, he has some repugnant thoughts, but the overriding issue here still matters. <laughs> yeah, he's feeding his cattle free on federal land. That's right. the overriding yeah. matter. The the right for rich white people to mooch <laughs> off the government is, is is important here. Yeah, and then called the Negro a moocher. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. And I love it if you ask them what this big the issue is, this government overreach. Well, could you be a little more vague, please? <laughs> oh, boy. Man. Anyway. You know, I'll tell you what, the government... Uh, the federal government did mess it up. They should have gone in there with a a group of people armed just for protection and moved the cattle yeah. off the lands and not make a big scene. Right. Listen, get get them right. off. Feed them yourself. Yeah, just round them up. Round them up, head them up. <laughs> <laughs> Rod. <laughs> Oh, that could have been a good in song, J Man. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the federal anyway. government was doing the same, doing the right thing. They just kind of botched it. They should have made yeah. it a little more simple. A little more yeah. simple. Well, it, 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 the, the problem with it is, it, you know, that they they have this long history of, you know. You know, when you have, you know, separatists and whack jobs out there, they uh, they go after them and they end up killing their kid and blowing up their building and <laughs> setting it on fire. <laughs> See, if killing it was me, kids. <laughs> if it was me, I would just have ordered a couple C-17 Globemasters 2, Globemaster 2s to fly in, round, round up the cattle and fly them to wherever and say, until you pay... The cattle are ours. Yeah. And maybe you could have, you know, you could have asked uh, Sarah Palin to hop on her uh, helicopter that she chases down moose with. (laughs) (laughs) Round them up that way. Or I might have, i tell you another thing I might have done is I might have just set up a whole bunch of uh, Weber charcoal grills along the road. (laughs) And said, okay, buddy, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you could have had free barbecue and toy pays. It could have been a big event. <laughs> We're going to have a great big government cookout right here. That's right. We're going to have a big old BBQ, and the first B stands for Bundy. <laughs> Bundy's Burgers and Barbecue. <laughs> That's right, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> I'll have a double oh, yeah. Bundy burger with everything, please. <laughs> what a joke. God. Idiotic. 
So you know who uh, <laughs> who also has some problems with certain oh, people in this world. Ooh. That's Bobby Kraft. Bobby, as it turns out, and this is a bit of a surprise, Bobby's not a big fan of small talk. You're kidding. I think you would be a nice chatter in a in a style salon or at the pharmacy. Or <laughs> you would think people pleasing place. The people pleasing place. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. I mean, of course, it's you know, it's the kind of thing you and I wouldn't understand. You know, not being good at small talk, being world famous internet radio stars and all. <laughs> Actually, I may agree with Bobby on this one. Okay. But anyway, anyway, Bobby's got a couple of examples of small talk that he's engaged in recently, and uh, he makes a pretty good case against. Hi, everybody. Bobby Kraft here for Mild Cheddar on IWS Radio. You know what really cheeses me off? Small talk. I really just can't stand it. I mean, I'm a pretty friendly guy and all that, but, you know, just standing around chit-chatting about nothing drives me crazy. Earlier this week, I had to go down to AutoZone so I could get me a little can of 134A air conditioning refrigerant for my luxury Japanese import, and the guy at the register just wanted to chit-chat with me like we were sitting in a bar or something while he was ringing me up. I tried to be nice when this happened, so I, you know, made a little joke. I told him that the AC at my house and in my car has to be charged up every spring. Ha, ha, ha. Whatever. Well, then I made a fateful mistake, y'all. After he told me the price, I said, Man, the price on this stuff goes up every year and a lot, too. Boy, do I wish I hadn't said that. Mr. Auto Parts, McWorld Energy Markets Expert. Saw that as an opening to mansplain to me how all petroleum products are going up at astronomical rates and who's responsible. If our so-called leaders, he says, would realize that we could be self-sufficient in this country, that would take care of the soaring prices of gas and oil and other petroleum products. Really? Really, buddy? Is that how it would work? Are you sure about that? Because you know... The U.K. runs on that model, and they pay just a wee bit more for fuel than we do. Like, maybe, you know, three times more than we do, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm sure all those greedy bastards up there on Wall Street, who are the ones who actually set the price of oil, have nothing to do with this shit, huh? Okay, whatever, buddy. <laughs> you know, I get into conversations like this with people all the time, and I just have to just let it go, because, you know, I don't want to cause a, a scene anywhere. Just a couple years ago, I had a similar soul-sucking conversation with a truck driver on a hot, dusty August day in a parking lot of a Walmart. He started with the classic, hot enough for ya, line, and after I said that it is indeed hot enough for me, he drops this gem on me. If our government doesn't quit shooting stuff off into outer space, it's just gonna get too hot to live here. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what's causing it. Sure thing, buddy. I gotcha. You know, that's why it's hot during the summertime. Shooting stuff off into outer space is what caused it. I guess maybe everything we shoot off into outer space is silver, and it just reflects the sun, and it just kind of concentrates right down here on northwest Arkansas, huh? I guess so. Man, what a dumbass. I mean, before we started shooting off stuff into outer space back, you know, in the 50s and 60s, did it get hot during the summer in Arkansas? I'm pretty sure it did. You know, the funniest thing about that guy is I guarantee you that he doesn't believe that there's any kind of climate change going on because that's just all a bunch of some nerdy science crap that they made up as if 
taking something and blasting it off in outer space didn't take a bunch of nerdy science guys, huh? <laughs> People just piss me off. You know, I'm just done. I'm not even leaving the house anymore. For IWS Radio, this has been Bobby Craft. As always, bring in the cheese. Hey everyone, this is Warrior Cat, and you're listening to IWS only on Blog Talk Radio. Mwah! Yeah, he does make a pretty good point about the old small talk thing. (laughs) You know, you'd like to be able to just like to be able to just drive up to the in the drive through at the beer mine and just say six pack of Coors Light and then just Mm -hmm. pay and go instead of just, you know, talking about world energy markets. In and fact, our it's so-called like that for, leaders. It's like that for most people who come through the beer mine, Jay man. But some people, they don't even have to talk. I just get it. I know what they want. Or they'll give me, they'll flip their fingers at me like two and two, two, two of these and two of that, and I know what it is. But some people, even though I know who, what they want, get him a twelve pack of Bush Light. He'll give me a twenty. His change is 12-something, and I'll give him two fives, two ones, and hand it to him. And and instead of just driving off, he just goes, well, you must be low on tens because you gave me two fives. Because if you weren't low on tens, you wouldn't have given me two fives. Oh, boy. And it lasts for 20 minutes. Deductive reasoning. People are good yeah, at it sometimes. He, he's smart. He's a smart man. He's a smart cookie. Yep. <laughs> well, you're you're Maybe. kind of a rarity in that business. Usually, people who uh, who work the drive-throughs and the convenience stores and the liquor stores and, you know, are in that world are all just chit-chatty as hell because they're apparently some pretty lonely people. <laughs> well, the owner is. He likes he likes to chat. Mm-hmm. Usually when I'm working and he'll talk to the guy in the car in front of the line when there's four cars behind him. And he'll talk, <laughs> talk, and talk. Talk. I mean, kind of wave at the car behind him. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, and just keep on talking, right? And then people will say, can't you get him to shut up? And if I answered them, I would say, no, not really. He owns the place. <laughs> and, J-Man, big news. Ooh, we have yes. we have Nurse Sherry in the chat room. Ooh. How you and if there were huh? any STDs in the chat room, she is inoculating them as we speak. <laughs> She's taking care of that problem for mm-hmm. us. Excellent. Yeah. I, of so course, we got don't about a half problem. hour left, and the phone lines are still open at 661-244-9852. I of course don't have that problem. I'm, I am clean and I am. I'm a big strong man. <laughs> yes, you 
<laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Well. From the chicks down at the soda shop. <laughs> the girls work in the corner. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a sexy man, but however, J-Man. Nope. There's always a butt there, isn't a... there? What's that? <laughs> There's always a butt. You're a sexy man, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you're not as sexy, nor am I, as our new correspondent, our favorite sexy vegan guy, Brock Lee. All-American boy. He is an all-American boy, and he's very healthy and... He's got a little report for everyone. Hello, friends of IWS Radio. Brock Lee here, and I'm the IWS vegan correspondent. Although Jay and Matt are set in their carnivorous ways to the nth degree, they are proving their openness to all lifestyles and life choices by hiring me, Brock Lee, sexy vegan man. They met me at a market in Chinatown as I was feeling up the bok choy, and they posited, Do you really like that shit, or are you trying to be trendy and ergo pick up hippie chicks? I told those two beef eaters as I chuckled in a devil-may-care way. While I'm not averse to lying artificially and superficially with hippie chicks, I eat nothing that contains animal or animal <coughs> byproducts. I like my food raw and animal-free, you nutsy guys, you. And yes, I truly said that to Jay and Matt. And for <laughs> some reason, I was jubilant when I uttered that. <laughs> oh. After a bit of small talk about legumes, they asked me to hop aboard the IWS train. Because even though they may overindulge once in a while, they want themselves and you to live a healthy lifestyle. Because, as they say... Two dead radio hosts with an audience chock full of dead listeners leads to one thing and one thing only myocardial ratings infarction. Who? And seriously, who wants that on their hands? Not this guy. So I'm going to be here every so often, or is that ever so often? I don't know. I mean, I know vegan, not English. <laughs> I will be here once in a while in order to help Jay, Matt, and you, the beloved readers and listeners of IWS, to choose healthy alternatives to your meat-eating, colon-disintegrating lifestyles. Likey, for instance, did you know that you can make a delicious hamburger out of black beans and mushrooms? You can taste the magic of a Sunday morning brunch using egg beaters and popsicle sticks. You can, in <laughs> fact... Sample the meaty delights of a Tuscan dinner by substituting the ground beef or sausage in your spaghetti with wheat germ and asbestos. In fact, I call my asbestos pasta dish Mesotheliomygetti. Yes, it's that good. <laughs> People give asbestos a bad name. But it's better for you than eating Elsie or Piglet. Anyway... I feel blessed by God all her mighty that I have this forum on which to speak so that I may pass along tips that will prolong your life and make you a fortress against germs and... Oh my, excuse me. 
I'm feeling faint. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's not lack of protein. It's so hush. Oh. Oh. Okay. I just ingested a rose petal now, and I feel fine. See? It's the healing power of the vegan lifestyle in action. Anyway, I hope that I can one day convince you that we should all one day live as God intended. To live in a garden wearing nothing but our pale skin, while eating nothing but good for you, fruit full of temptation, and molted snake skin. And until we do that, how can we ever hope to be free and find eternal peace? Yours in a world that eats nothing with eyes, broccoli. Vous écoutez, je suis avec stupide, sur les network PTR, eh? Seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. Sounded like he had two tissues stuffed up his nose <laughs> when he recorded that. I'm sure that didn't really happen. No, no. Probably not. But Probably maybe not. he suffers for his craft. <laughs> you there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I heard a little <sighs> for a minute. Everything's yeah, it's okay probably now. my left lung. Yeah, probably a lightning strike here in oh. the area. We have a a severe weather alert. And a severe thunderstorm warning for Taney County, Missouri. Hit the deck, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> is that where Branson is? <laughs> yeah, that's where Cracker is. She's, oh, she's boy. probably on the, the floor of the trailer house. Well, she usually is anyway. Yeah, I guess so. So she's probably <laughs> safe. <laughs> And Nurse Sherry is just tearing it up in the chat room. Tearing she it up. She is. You know, she, it would mm-hmm. even be better if she tore it up on the phone lines at 661-244-9852. Yeah, and she even made a joke about John Boehner, but we don't make jokes about John Boehner because... Oh, don't make me do this. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, wouldn't it be awesome to get Sherry and Jamie to call in and have a little four-way, J-Man? That would be hot. It's happened once before, you know. Uh, Well, we've had some some multi-way action here at different times. And it's never been anything other than spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you what. If Sherry's not going to call in, we'll have to give the uh, phone to our resident misogynist hater. Oh. Yeah. I was called the miso- I was called the misogynist this week, Jay. Man. Uh, well, not just this week. And <laughs> <laughs> and. Actually, I think you were the one who initiated that claim. Me? This week. Would I do such a thing? Would I stir? Would I stir the pot in that manner? <laughs> <laughs>
break with Smoop. Hola, Smoopalicious. Hi, Jason. Sorry if I sound <laughs> a little funny. You're got always funny. In the face. <laughs> well, I got smacked <laughs> in the face. Oh, did you? Did you mouth off? No, I didn't put air in the tire. Well, you know, you have to be. You have to think about these types of things, dude. I don't even know how to put air in a tire. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how to tell somebody the tire is low? (laughs) Yeah, well, somebody did tell me the tire was low, and I didn't pay any more attention to it. So I got. Oh well, okay. Yeah, I guess smacked upside the back of the head. Yeah, well, well, what probably happened is you're sitting in a red light and somebody's waving at you to let you know you have a low tire, and you'd roll the window down and said, yeah, same to you, buddy, and roll the window back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flipped him off and drove off. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, if you really known it, it was it was low. You'd have gone to a service station and sweet talked some gas pumping said, dude into helping dude, you out. I just I don't know how to do this. Could you could you fix it for me? But you know I my, I didn't know until yeah. I was getting screamed at and back of my head was yeah. getting smacked. Yeah. Well, most men are weak like that. They would have, uh, they'd give in and air it up for you. But sometimes a little tough love is is necessary. I guess it is. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well. Well, then the other morning, you know, the coffee didn't have enough sugar in it. <sighs> How much and sugar is it supposed to have? A half a packet. Well, you know that, right? You know that's the rule, right? I know it's the rule. But I just didn't get enough in there. And Boy, he knows how to leave marks (laughs) without anybody seeing them. (laughs) But since I don't really go anywhere, it doesn't matter, I guess. He, He has been called a cheap shot artist in the past also. Oh, my God. No kidding. I don't know what I don't know if I should be telling you this since he's like right here. But uh yeah. I made I made meatloaf yesterday. Mm, and uh, meatloaf. Yeah, I know. It just the top wasn't crunchy enough. Oh. Now well, you forgot to turn on the the broiler for exactly one minute and 12 seconds, didn't you? I have a broiler. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you, that's how you crunchy the top. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to preheat that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did preheat. Ah, of course you did. He turned you into one of and those people. All, yeah, and I put it all together with my hands. Did you no wash your hands thoroughly? Oh, God. 
I know. I don't what are you have to do access. To me here? I don't have access to those kind of gloves. I was going to tell you I put Polish sausage in it too, but you know I didn't want to really screw you up. I know I didn't. Polish sausage in the meatloaf. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Settle down. But Settle I did down. Mix it Settle up. down. I mixed it up with my hands. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> it is kind of gross, isn't it? And we had coleslaw on top. Oh, you did not. <laughs> no. Did you no, we did didn't. you smother the uh, meatloaf with ketchup? Actually, uh, what I had left out of the can that I used to make the meatloaf. Yeah, I put that on top. Hello. Okay, that's that's acceptable. Did you put bacon on it? <clears throat> no, but I have done that before. Yeah. Okay, and here's the big one. All Did right. Did you put the meatloaf on top of a rack inside of the dish so that it didn't just sit there marinating in its own filthy grease? Yes, I did. See? Yes, I did. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. You're acceptable. I, I have my. I'm acceptable. Did you just say that? <laughs> yeah, you're acceptable. <laughs> wow. Huh. I'm even going to let the the part where you preheated go. I'm just going to let that go because you you knew to put it on a rack. Because you know there's some oh. filthy, disgusting savages out there who don't put it on a rack and they just set it in there and it's just got grease all around it. Well, actually, I got sirloin, so there really wasn't any grease at all. So there. Sirloin? It was the cheapest sirloin meatloaf. You guys are one percent. Wow, I did not know you guys were one percenters. (laughs) We are not one percenters. That was the cheapest (laughs) damn ground beef I could get. Oh, okay. Seriously. It was on sale. Oh, okay. Was it turning brown? Is that why it was? (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Except I see the hand coming back and getting ready to punch me in the face. Look out. I've been talking too long, evidently. Yeah. You overstayed your welcome. I guess I have. Don't hit me! Not a cl- God damn it! <laughs> Smoop, ladies and gentlemen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, and J Man, oddly enough, while Smoop was on the air, we lost Nurse Sherry. Mm-hmm. It's weird. There's this whole Christmas thing going on, I think. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably Smoot's fault. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm going to tell her about it later, too. In my <laughs> own way. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and gentle and heartfelt greetings yeah. fall by it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tough love coming her way. Yeah. Well, you know who... Uh, Who's a group of really, really annoying people? Who? Movie snobs. Snooty ugh. movie people. Ugh. Ugh. Hate them. Yeah, yeah, can't stand them. And I tell you, there's uh, we have a uh, we have a great movie reviewer who is not a movie snob. He's just outstanding movie review guy. He's and, uh, the man. Well, yeah, he's he did the a great... man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he did a great movie review for us, oh, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> that we haven't quite played yet. <laughs> and uh, so uh, this will be a good time to play it. Yeah. Right now. Exactly. Hollywood Report with Joshua for IWS Radio. This week, I am going to review Dead Poets Society, released in 1989, starring Robin Williams, Robert Sean Leonard, and Ethan Hawke, and a bunch of others. <laughs> the movie nom- was nominated for several Golden Globes and Academy Awards, including Best Picture and a Best Actor nod for Robin Williams. And Tom Schulman won for Best Original Screenplay. Okay, it's 1959. The Welton Academy is a bland and boring but well-respected prep school where education is about as exciting as John Kerry's blog would be if he had one. Until Keating comes to town, that is. Yes, John Keating, played by Robin Williams, is an unconventional educator who tears chapters out of his textbooks and throws out the rules and all the silly scoring systems and formulas for writing, and he asks his students to stand on their desks so they can see the world from a new perspective. Keating introduces his students to poetry and his free-thinking attitude, which you know is going to piss somebody off, and the liberating philosophies of the authors that he introduces to his class have a profound effect on his students, especially Todd, who would like to be a writer, and Neil, who dreams of being an actor despite the objections of his father, and John at the bar, who is a friend of mine. Oh, sorry, drifted off into a little Billy Joel for a second. There's Knox. He's the hopeless romantic Stephen, an intellectual who learns to use his heart as well as his head. You got Charlie, who loses his blasé attitude towards everything. The unconventional Gerard, unconventional being code for gay. And the practical Richard, because we all love a little practical dick in our lives. Keating urges his students to seize the day and live their lives 
boldly and march to the beat of their own drum and tell society to take their unwritten rules and stick them where the sun don't shine, stuff like that. But when this philosophy leads to an unexpected tragedy, the headmaster, that's me, the ma oh, no, not master of head, the school headmaster, Mr. Nolan, fires Keating. In the end, as Keating is gathering his things, Todd stands up on his desk and yells out, Oh, Captain, my Captain! Which is what Keating told them to call him at the beginning of the year. And Then the other students follow suit. And Keating is touched, and he thanks them for standing up for him and quietly leaves the room. Dead Poet Society received mostly favorable reviews. It has a healthy 85% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes and was called a solid, smart entertainment by the Washington Post. And, you know, what more could you ask for than that? The only real criticism of the movie is, as usual, Robin Williams drifts off into his comedy shtick, although he does not grab his crotch any time during the movie, which is a new thing for him. Also, even though the movie is set in the late 1950s and is all about ignoring the rules, there's no mention of the Beat Generation poets of the day. Hmm. Any hoodle, Dead Poet Society is an excellent movie, and especially if you're into 1950s period pieces and movies about bucking the system, you should definitely give this one a try. For The Hollywood Report on IWS Radio, this has been Joshua. Stay fabulous. You're listening to IWS Radio on the BTR Network. Be sure to catch us on the internet at IWSRadio.com. That was fabulous. Makes you want to go see that movie, doesn't it? It does. And I love the little Warren's deep line at the end. That's hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't one. That was that was Kid Rock all summer long at the end. No, it wasn't. It was Where Was It of London. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was Where Was It of London. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So we got eight minutes left. And people can still call in at 661-244-9852. You know, it'd be nice if Jamie called in. I could thank her for doing the intro, <coughs> as she always does every week. Yeah. Guess no Sherry can't call in because she, you know. She bolted. Yeah. She bolted. There's still a lot of people out there, Matt, that uh, that are annoying people that we haven't gotten to. Got the humble braggers, you know. <laughs> yes, you mentioned this. <laughs> the old humble braggers go out there on Twitter and they say things like, oh, my God. I have five articles to write this weekend alone. Why did I want to be a writer? Oh, God, when? shut the hell up. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Oh, the AC isn't working properly in the BMW and the Mercedes is in the shop getting a tune-up. Oh, fuck my life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably you, gay man. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. The 20-year-old car isn't working right, but the 18-year-old car doesn't have a good AC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's one. Here's one that we that we see a lot from people we know on Facebook, Twitter, who are just a wee bit full of themselves. They'll tweet okay. something like, didn't fix my hair, just wearing old jeans and a T-shirt, and yet the 21-year-old at Starbucks still hit on me. Really? Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor me. I'm so gorgeous. I keep getting hit on by everyone all the time. Uh, I go to the I go to Target and some weird man just follows me around because he's so obsessed with me immediately. <laughs> this happens so often. Yeah. And here's one. Here's one. This oh, one is boy. pretty outrageous. Can't wait. Damn. I can't decide if I want an all meat or pepperoni ninety nine cent frozen pizza for the fourth straight night. See, you know, they think they're being funny, but actually they're just bragging about how they get to have pizza every single night. Cheap, nasty, frozen pizza. I know. (laughs) Yeah, here's another one. I saw this one on Twitter yesterday. The geniuses at Amazon recommended my own book to me. What a bunch of morons. Yeah, nice that you were able to let us know that you have a book out there. (laughs) Which evidently isn't selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's another one. New York today, London tomorrow, Paris the next day. Jet lag is going to be a bitch. It's just too much. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor baby. And another one, hey, I don't know how we're always the number one comedy show on BTR either, but hey, there it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. I always cringe when I hear my voice on the number one comedy show on BTR. Well, that one hadn't been posted yet. I've got it scheduled for later today. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to post that. <laughs> I yeah. can't now. Yeah, some asshole ruined it all for us. Man, boy. All right. We're running out of time here, Matt. Yeah, man. Yeah. We've been running out of time for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and the show went by pretty quick. It's all right. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Just a couple grumpy old men sitting on a couch. Mm-hmm. Unlike Andy and Barney, we weren't. Yeah, well, no, I think we were drinking the Haterade today, Jamie. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Probably Andy strumming a guitar out of tune and Barney with two bullets in his gun. 
Just yeah. things weren't right. Just a little angry. And Miss B sitting there, pulling the skirt up, showing a little leg. Yeah. <laughs> instead of bringing, instead of bringing chicken, she served us plates, plates full of liver. Just uh, anger. Yeah. Couple of grouches. Yeah. Well, because we are a couple of grouches, we could we could just finish up with this, Jay, man. Do it. I was a young boy that had big plans. Now I'm just another shitty old man. What a fun and I hate everything so well. I'll think of you. Glory days don't be cancelled. Why take a six pack of in the can, J-Man. Hell yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.